Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Dudes Behind the Foods. I'm Tim Chantharongsi. And I'm David So. What's uh what's what's delicious in Korean? Uh Bashiso. Bashiso. Mashiso. Mashiso. Yeah, bashi say you say bashiso. That means really good. It tastes really good. Mashiso. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, if you don't say really good in Thai, it's aloy mak. Aloy mak. Yeah, pretty much. What's what's the um what's the other thing? It wasn't instead of like sawad. Sabaidi. Sabaidi, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. like, Sabaidi is like, yeah, uh, I feel good. I love Thai food. I love Korean sh- food. You know, when I first had Thai food, I didn't realize that a, a cuisine could just literally Muay Thai kick you in the fucking face. <laughs> There's so much flavors in Thai food. Sweet, mm-hmm. salty, yes. spicy, mm. sour, mm-hmm. savory. Yes. Everything all in one, and, and it's not muted. It's like in your fucking face. In your fucking face, and also balanced. Balance. Balance. Favorite Thai food? Mm, my favorite Thai dish is, um, my mom makes it fire better than anyone else. It is uh, called Krapao, Pat Krapao. And on the English menu, <laughs> on the English menu, it'll be it'll be like a basil beef or basil chicken. Oh, yeah, and it's just like ground meat usually, um, ground beef, ground chicken, ground pork, whatever, and um, with some like you know spices and some uh, some basil leaves, and then uh, over rice usually. And the way to do it is you get like that fried egg on top, you know what I'm saying, and then bust that yolk open, let it drizzle on over everything. I do wish that Thai people would just let us know the level of spice. Like, you got to just let us know what, because Thai spice is very unique. It is not the same. 
Yeah. Every time I get medium, it's not medium. <laughs> it's like the highest level of spice that you can get at like an, uh, an American restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that's their medium. And yeah. It's fucking spicy. Well, you know, because you'll go to like an American restaurant, American food, and you're like, yeah, give me that spicy. And it's not spicy. I'll tell you this. First time I ever had Thai food, I got medium spicy. I bled out of my asshole. That shit. <laughs> Immediately. First bite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I remember how I was in so much pain. Like the next day, I couldn't process all like whatever the chili oil or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But I, I wanted to go to the hospital because it hurt so bad. <laughs> well, you know. Because I like the taste of, of spicy food. Right. I, it's so good. But just the aftermath. You know, a lot of Thai restaurants especially the ones in like LA now, they, they know that, that they need to communicate that better. Yeah. So now when you go to a Thai restaurant um, and they're like, I'll ask, I'm like, okay, so is this medium spice Thai level or white people level? Uh, because they know there's a difference. Gringo spice. Gringo spice or chino spice. Worst thing we ever did, Holland <laughs> Rays. Ah, yes, you dumbass. I know, but I didn't know because I thought it was white people spice. They also tricked me. <laughs> they did. Well, okay, so if you guys haven't seen the Howlin' Rays, the uh, the fried chicken episode of Send Foods, it's one of our classic episodes, probably the most viewed out of all the episodes. We went to a little fried chicken. Um, I wouldn't call it a convention, but a little like... Uh, a, little, a little festival. It was a, it was a fried chicken festival. So yeah. they had Howlin' Rays. They had um very very famous spot, Gus's. Gus's. Oh, mm, delicious. Yes, yes. And uh, Howlin' Rays. Um, we we bought our sandwiches and um and I had been to Howlin' Rays before and I had the medium and I was or, or had I I don't remember I think so and the medium I remember even the medium hit me with a little like a <clears throat> you know what I'm saying and then their their peak. Level of spice is they're howling, and then and I'm so surprised looking back on it now, it was David's idea to be like, we should we should take a bite out of the howling, and I'm like, are you are you serious, bro? I don't know. The medium's already kind of crazy. He was like, we 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 should do it for camera for content. I'm like, all right, man, and you paid the price. First of all, <laughs> I if if you watch that video, I didn't actually swallow. The piece of chicken that I <laughs> I chewed it, I had the juice come out, and I spit it out immediately. Yeah. My right ear went deaf. <laughs> it fucking went deaf. I couldn't hear out of my right ear. I just heard a ringing, <laughs> which I didn't know that if you could eat spice, it could make you go deaf. Uh, yeah, not going to lie. Um, I think my feet fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Something falling asleep. It was either like my feet or maybe part of my face. But uh, yeah, I, if you watch it, I definitely handle it better than David. I, I just I handle spice better than you. But <laughs> that's an understatement. You handle it just fantastically. <laughs> Let me tell you what that chicken looks like. When you get the howling spicy, right? Have you seen somebody with diabetes in the back of their neck? <laughs> if you can imagine, like a a, a rhinoceros. Uh, toe that has been like drudged through the mud because of all the fucking like Carolina Reaper and the spices they put on that shit. It's red and crusty and scary looking. Yes, it is crazy, dude. <laughs> it's the diabetes back neck, dude. That's what it looks like. And we can make that joke. My parents have diabetes, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I found out why that happened. So my friend's a doctor. Mm-hmm. 
and I just I always ask him medical questions that I just I don't know why I'm too lazy to look up. Yeah. But it's like a circulation issue. That's why that happens that way. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's like the darkening. Now I see it all the time. I'm like, you have diabetes. And you're like, mm, ah, let's go to Howland Rays today, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm craving Howland Rays now. <laughs> Howland Rays, by the way, it's one of those restaurants that if you ever do come to Los Angeles and you want to try that, uh, the uh, the, uh, the what do you call it, the uh, what style fried chicken am I thinking about right oh, now? Oh, you talking about the, the uh, yeah, the, the Nashville. 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 Shit. Yeah. God damn it. Um, <laughs> It matches up the hype. Yes. It's one of those weird things where something gets so hyped up, you're not sure if it's going to taste really good. You almost want to not like it when it's so hyped up. And it was fucking good. Um, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm a little ashamed, but not ashamed to say that. The first time I went to Howland Ray's, I waited damn near an hour and a half. Oh, for, I would never do that. For a hot chicken sandwich. I cannot. I did it. And it's one of those things that you kind of have to mentally prepare yourself for. You know, um, When you're getting in line for one of these hype-ass food places, conceptually you're like i would never fucking wait an hour and a half for a chicken sandwich right but when you mentally are like this is what we're doing today it's like a ride at disneyland you know what i'm saying you know the shit's just gonna last like 30 seconds um or it's like a date with me you know it's like it's like an it's like a, a, a sex a night of sex capades with me you, you wait it lasts 30 seconds but it's worth Aww. it but no 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 you're not disappointed oh you're like 30 seconds of heaven Yes, you're like it's like it's like it's exactly like a Howlin' Rays experience. You're you're waiting <laughs> through the whole time. It only lasts thirty seconds, and it's a lot bigger than you expected. A lot bigger than you expected, and ooh, is it spicy? Oh, just a little bit, oh. a, little, a little bit spicy, and it makes your feet fall asleep. Oh, amazing! <laughs> <laughs> but I went to Howlin' Rays. I had that sandwich. I was like, "Fuck! I can't believe I waited so long for this." But I would do it again. What was the spot that we went to in Pasadena? Main Chick. Main Chick is hella good, too. Main Chick is fire as well. That's I, I, I will say this, and if you try Main Chick, you might disagree with me, but I think Main Chick is on par with Howlin' Rays. Um, I definitely love, um, you know, Main Chick is definitely fire. They're, they're kind of new. They just started franchising. I think they just opened one in Brentwood. Delicious. Delicious. I love, Main Chick does something which is bomb. They give you just the whole fucking chicken thigh mm-hmm. and just like seasoned just the thigh, and that is like, so bomb because I'm just I'm a dark meat dude. Listen, and you guys know I love mac and cheese. Oh, dude, yes. Life hack: if you ever go to Main Chick, the portions that they have are small, which I I like because the chicken to bun ratio is perfect. Right? You have the nice cool slaw. You have the delicious juicy Nashville spicy chicken. Has a little bit of sweetness to it too. If you guys haven't had Nashville chicken, there's heat and there's a little bit of sweet too. Mm. People always add like some type of sugar on there um, after they dip it into the butter and they, they spice mm. it up. Add the mac and cheese to it. Put a little of that creamy mac and cheese on the inside. It's so fucking good. It's, Look at you. I'm, I'm, I'm pitching a tent with this blanket right now. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, I already jizzed twice just talking about these. <laughs> just talking about these sandwiches. Yeah, man. I, I, um, Howland Ray's fire. Luckily now I, I have a plug and actually super exclusive information. I don't even know how. Uh, when these episodes are gonna drop, but uh, Goody and Howland Ray's are working on a little a little collabo. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. This is like high, it's like highly classified, but we're 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 talking right now. That is fucking amazing, dude. Howland Ray's so good, and what I like about them too, their service is always amazing. Their service matches the food. All those guys are super cool. Yep. Oh, remember when we were eating that fucking when we were like, like seizuring from our uh, Howland sandwich that we ate. Um, one of the dudes, he came out to watch because he was like, one of the employees was like, oh, y'all are going to do it. Y'all are going to do it. And he like watched us. We should have been a sign. 
Yeah, seriously. And then he <laughs> and then after we ate the shit, he told us about his story when he ate it. And he said he like blacked out. He said he like he like I think what happened? He just he he went somewhere and he he didn't even realize that he had went there or something like that. Like ah, that's how spicy it is. The howling spice. It's so it's like crusted. It's the color of this mic. That's how dark it is because it's just crusted in I, I don't know like Reaper, the Carolina Reaper, yeah. all the I don't know Scotch bonnets. Ridiculous. The Scoville level on this is ridiculous. Korean food, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that looks spicy, but it's not. So this is what I would say. Korean food is angry Japanese food. Okay, yeah. It's just way more intense Japanese food. Like I they, see that. They have miso, and we have something called tenjang. Mm. Tenjang is also, it's, it's fermented soybeans, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but, I love that. Yeah, so miso is a lot milder. And mm. they have like their, their red miso, their white miso. White miso, to me, tends to be a lot sweeter. Tenjang is that just way more spoiled, way more rotten. Mm-hmm. And you can see the individual beans. It's not as smooth of, of a consistency. Mm-hmm. So my mom, she used to make her own tenjang. And that shit literally smelled like death. It smelled like somebody died outside. And you make it in these earthenware jars. They're they're breathable as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess that's a very important part of the fermentation process. Mm-hmm. But it smells like shit, but it tastes fucking amazing. Why are Koreans always fermenting shit? It was a survival thing, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, when you have kimchi, mm-hmm. right? But that's all cultures. So there was no refrigeration back in the day. Right. So the best way for you to preserve, whether it was meat or vegetables, you would preserve it. It was mm-hmm. a way of keeping your food longer. So you would take these... Uh, you would take kimchi, and during cabbage season, whenever it's good, they would put it into the pots. They would bury it underground. They take it when they need it, but it would ferment, and you'd be able to have "quote unquote" vegetables as long as you want. That's facts because my mom used to um, pickle eggs when I was younger too. Like uh, she used to do a thing. It was like you, you, uh, she would pickle eggs, and you just eat it later on with like with rice or whatever. But oh no, no, I'm I'm tripping. It wasn't pickled. It was it was salt. So it was um, it was eggs that it's like a pickling process, but she would just put eggs in a big old jar of salt water. And then and then uh, leave it in there for a while, and then your result is you get a very like um, super condensed salt egg. You know what I'm saying? So you can eat a little like hard boiled. You eat a little bit of it with a with a bunch of rice because it's so salty. Or use it as seasoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that's essentially what the the pickling and the fermentation process is. Dude, have you have you seen this? Like, I'm not sure if it's Swedish, but it's fermented shark. Um, I think I've uh heard of that. It is fucking disgusting. Like I've I've never had it, yeah. but just watching the process of what they do, it's like it's like a Greenland shark, okay. and they ferment it, and it's supposed to be one of the most like foul smelling things ever. It's really? so ammoniated. So Koreans have a very similar dish. It's 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 with the skate fish, which which I believe is a type of shark. Okay, but the way that sharks actually urinate is through their skin. Yeah. So when you ferment these things, it becomes ammoniate. It smells like fucking ammonia. So when my mom went to Korea. Uh, one of her friends, she 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 loves this dish, right? Really, and you, and you kind of uh, marinate it or you kind of douse it in that gochujang sauce. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I love gochujang, which yeah, yeah. is also a fermented chili paste. Mm. And she, I remember she had a bunch of this stuff. She goes, "Oh, you need to have this. This stuff is amazing." I ate it. It tasted like gelatinous Windex. Ugh, because it's ammoniated. It pees through its skin. It's fucking disgusting, but I don't know. Like I don't know what people ate back in the day, but the shit that they love sometimes. You know, you could just have steak. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't have to have yeah. P shark. You got, you got homies coming over like, like, oh, Korean, cool. We got, we gonna have some barbecue. Y'all gonna throw some fucking some some cowby on there? And 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 one lady's like, 
I brought my special pea shark recipe. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, I hate it so much. And my mom, she used to say this. I'm not sure if your parents used to say this, but if you eat something that they like, they always say like, oh, you don't know what good food is. Uh, 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 it's like, I fucking hate that shit. I want to try it. I Please do. Can I get it out here? Uh, I'm not sure if you can get out here. I'm pretty sure that shit is very, I don't think a lot of people like it. But Germans like it, huh? Or they like their their kind. It's a oh, Sweden. You said Sweden or Germany? It's Iceland. It's like it's but it's it's the Greenland shark. It's like this old ancient shark that they that they cook up. It's disgusting. Huh. But they literally hang it and they ferment it and it's dried and it's cured. And when they cut open the shark, it looks like cheese almost. Ew. Yeah. It, it literally <laughs> like it looks like cheese. That's gross. It's it's if you slice it open, it kind of looks like gouda, and I, they and it's meat. It, it's fucking gross looking. I want it. I want it. All right, well, I'm going to Google where to find some after we uh, take this break. Be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, man. Um, I think a lot of Korean stuff looks super spicy. Gochujang looks like it'll be way spicier than it is. Uh, kimchi looks spicy, but it's not. Um, what what's the um what's like the the tofu soup super red? Sundubu. Sundubu. Sundubu jjigae. Sundubu jjigae. Yeah, jjigae means uh stew or soup. Sundubu jjigae. Sundubu is soft tofu. Ah, okay. So uh the other day I was doing a a mukbang with uh with Alex Reed talking about Squid Game and um and I know that shit wasn't as spicy as it looked, right? But some the either the either the dubu or the jige hit me in the back of the throat when I was taking my sip, dog. Something it was something was was something, and I was like, I had one of those where you like back of the throat and you keep coughing no matter how you try. To, yeah, and it's yeah, just like yeah. it's just like there, like tearing out the back of your fucking esophagus, and um and and I was so embarrassed because I'm like I I can handle spicy food, but this shit was like hitting me wrong. If it hit you, if you probably just had like that that the paprika or the ground chili pepper ah, yeah, like yeah. in your throat, and it was just fucking it up. You know, interesting. There was um, a video. Mm-hmm. This is a weird topic because like I <laughs> I don't like uh, gatekeepers of food. Okay, right. So it's like 
you can only do Korean food if you're Korean or if you know Asian people. Yeah, you don't like that. I don't like that, right? right. Just because food is something that kind of brings people together. You know, it's it's community. Like yeah. People break bread and all of a sudden, you you know, you get closer to people. We share now. recipes. We share uh, styles and techniques. And It's a very American thing, you know. Yeah. One of the things I don't like, it's not just with food. I think it's just people in general now mm-hmm. because we're, we're such a content-based society now. It doesn't matter if you do things correctly or if you get the information right. It's just all about the views and the clicks, mm. right? So there was this person online, which you know, I think this person's videos are fine, but mm. they made sundubu. Okay. And they're doing, you know, like right now on Instagram, the hot thing to do or YouTube reels is to do fast jump cut cooking. Yes. Pot. You know? So he, this this guy who is, he's white, perfectly fine, but he does, I'm making sundubu, right? I'm like, cool, let's see him do this. He doesn't make sundu, but he makes a different dish. Ah. And he, you know, he's eating, he's rolling, he's, oh, this is so amazing. Mm. And that pissed me off. Right. And it wasn't because somebody who's not Korean is making it, is that he has a huge following and he's mm. telling people that this is the dish and it's not. Right. When they, when there are like key ingredients that make it sundu and he wasn't using those? Yeah, it just it, it just wasn't the dish. I see. And then it's a misinformation about food or a, a, a part about my culture that you're using for clicks and views. Right, right All you right. had to do was Google searching. I don't understand why he wouldn't just use the re- the, the recipe. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's uh-huh. like, you, just one Google search is all you had to do. Because like whatever he did, it probably tasted good, but it's like, it's not what you're saying it is. Exactly. And so like his audience clearly isn't majority Asian, right? Right. And so, you know, you read these comments, they're like, oh, it's like, I can't, this is this, I didn't know what Sundu was. This is what Sundu, but mm. not, okay, well, now you're fucking up this piece of information that's, you know, food is important to every culture. Right, right, right. I'm not gatekeeping the food. Yeah. Do a dope recipe, but at least just get the food right. It's like literally like you made you made chow mein mm. and then you're like, this is the best fried rice ever. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, what the fuck? Kind of like, remember when we did the, um, the Send Foods in Newport Beach at that super bougie festival, mm-hmm. which was fire, except for there was that lady who said she was making dandan noodles. Oh, yes. And let me tell you, I'm not even a, like a, a dandan noodle expert, right? I haven't had it too many times in my life. But I kind of had an idea of what it was supposed to be, and when she handed it to us, I was like, "This don't look like what. I, this don't look like a Dan Dan noodles." It was not. And then when we tasted it, you know, yeah, it was tasty. But I was like, and I had to ask you. I'm like, "Am I tripping?" But I'm like, <laughs> "I don't think this is what this is supposed to taste like." Yeah, it's not. It was. It was. It was not Dan Dan noodles at all. And yeah. like, like, like they call it tan tan nian. Like it, it can be in different ways, right? Yeah. There's like the Taiwanese version. There's like the more Chinese version. It, it has variants of it being spicy and not as spicy, more sesame uh, paste-like. Mm-hmm. But her shit was fucking nowhere near it. And you know, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt because yes, of course, yes, she was she was a white, if you're wondering, yeah. And you know, and, and I'm not, and I've seen plenty of white chefs who do Asian food great. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially like they, they really study it. And it's a different version of it too and it tastes amazing. Right. It just didn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's funny because she, in the video, she said, like, she said something. She was like, yeah, you know, I specialize in, like, in Asian food or whatever. And then you made a face. You were kind of like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, careful with that. She actually DM'd me one time on Instagram. And she was like, hey. She was like, LOL, saw you guys' video. I'd love to, like, I think she wanted, like, a, a do-over almost. Mm. She was like, I'd love to, like, to make it for you again. Or uh, I forgot what she said. And I think I said I was down, but just it never just happened, yeah. you know. I would not be down. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone deserves a second chance, David. So, and I'm pretty sure she's a she's a great chef, and she could make a lot of great dishes. I think that what happens is is like there's a certain expectation on how you label things. That's how it is with anything that you do, right? Yeah. It's like if you're selling a t-shirt, but you sell me a sweater, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you know, and 
that's what's happening with food now. It's like there's like a minimal amount of effort for people to not even like the respect of the culture part. I, I'm not even talking about that because mm-hmm. sometimes that can get really muddy, like mm-hmm. the, the conversation, right? But at the end of the day, the food has to taste good. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to say that I am an expert at this, that's the issue that I have with like, right, right, you, right. People keep saying that they're an expert. Like I am the source and knowledge of this information. Mm-hmm. Why say that when you aren't? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Well, you said it tasted good that day. Which one? The the dandan noodles. It wasn't. It was decent. It just wasn't what what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't eat that and throw it away. I'm just like, oh, it's, it's not dandan noodles. At the end of the day, here's the thing. I would have smashed. <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> at the end of the day, that's the the key. This this <laughs> this, this this man. Uh, listen, I have games with this dude, right? Every now and then, I'll send him a picture of somebody. Who just, I think, like, okay, let's just see. <laughs> smash or pass. It's, like, it's, it's a stupid juvenile game that men play. Yeah. Right? When everyone plays smash or pass. This man, when clearly it's like a joke, right? I'm talking about it would be a, a woman that looks like me. <laughs> and I'll give him an option. Like, smash or pass. And then you just see, like, the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clear answer of no. no. And he'll be like, well... You know, I, I, like he sees the beauty in everybody. Uh, yeah, I do. He you need to really look, does. You, you got to look at things objectively sometimes, and there's a lot of different things that go into a certain situation. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, look, uh, a girl version of David, so it's probably a pass. But, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> but, that's not what you said in text. <laughs> oh, but, but. Let's say it was girl, girl version of your face. Um, so it's like your sister. And um, I enjoyed, you know, uh, well, no, you, you got a pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> so many different factors, bro. This man and I, is a horn dog. I'm just, <laughs> I, like you said, I appreciate many types of beauty, all shapes and sizes and colors. Um, and let's say, you know, she just, she had a great body and she had your face. Probably. See, this guy can, this is how I know he's a really good person. He judges not. This man does not judge people. I try not to. He always finds like the best qualities in human beings at 20. You are the exact opposite of me. (laughs) I judge so fucking hard. Well, even when I'm judging, let's say, um, like. I tweeted the other day, and I'm, I'll bring this back to food too. Not that we need to do that every time, but um, like I'm, I'm a very, I'm not a harsh movie critic. Like I'm critical for sure of movies, but I won't always like be like this shit sucks because I just know how much goes into a movie. You know what I'm saying? And like, um, for like a restaurant, like you said, right? I won't ever. Um, like you said, I won't ever fucking give it a one star because, like, we understand what goes into restaurants and, like, a business and food. Like, I'll try and be like, okay, here's what I liked about it. Here's what I didn't like. Um, and I, yeah, I just don't like, I don't want to judge people either. And nine times out of ten, yes, I will smash. <laughs> you really would. <laughs> you really would. But, you know, with, like, film and movies, too, like, I always talk about things I like and the things that I dislike. Yeah. Right? Shang-Chi. <laughs> Check out that review. <laughs> yeah, we 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 disagreed on our, our Shang Chi reviews, but we also agreed on certain. We also things agreed too. on, and that's the thing too. It's everything is so uh, you know, it's so much goes into it. What I don't like nowadays, right, is um, especially with when you got everything that's just a tweet and a headline. Everything gets it's so black and white, right? Mm-hmm. 
there's no room no one ever gets nuanced with shit and also because i think everything is so clickbaity it's like people will read that shit the article might have mad nuance it might have a whole conversation of pros and cons but people just want to argue with the headline and and the person that posted the headline they know what they're doing they just want clicks yeah 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 yeah. you know what i'm saying a lot of times the shit that they post in the headline i think uh, like and i've read this they don't even come up with the headline they write the article the fucking um the the magazine itself comes up with the headline because they want clicks and then now you got all these people pissed at the person who wrote the article like what the fuck is this shit yeah like nobody reads like the whole thing in detail right Mm. i mean definitely one of the things that we had to like i mean speaking of stuff that got a lot of criticism was a dave Chappelle stand-up special Mm -hmm. right and I read a bunch of reviews uh, on that stuff, and they were pretty fucking scathing, like in terms of, because the biggest issue about that uh, stand-up special had to deal with the fact that it was they were saying he was very transphobic, right? <clears throat> and I think like when I was listening to to, and I mentioned this on my podcast, I think the thing that I that I'm still trying to understand that I don't get is that, the, where do we draw the line where comedy is too far, right? Yeah, you know. If it's funny, but it's done and it's done with nuance, can we still joke about it, mm-hmm. right? And I think one of the topics that people talked about that's very interesting is if comics or people aren't allowed to make fun of your group, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they make fun of everybody else's group. Are you inclusive or are you exclusive now? Mm. Right. So by not making fun of you, now we are treating you differently. Mm. When we do make fun of you, we're treating you the same as us. Right. 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 Everybody can get it in comedy. So why is it that you can't get it, but you're allowed to laugh at? laugh at us when we get made fun of mm-hmm. so aren't you being the asshole now i mean that's how i was all that's how i always felt like uh growing up you know because i was i feel like i was blessed enough to be around a diverse group of people where it was like if we we're roasting each other we we're roasting everybody you know mm-hmm. and i felt like if one person could get made fun of everybody could get made fun of like e- equal rights and equal lefts everybody can get yeah. these hands <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i'm saying and so it's you know it's and it's and the thing about it is right nowadays and that's the thing you're everyone's allowed to be offended um, you're allowed to feel the way you feel, but also, you know, you got to remember that other people are going to disagree with you. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with that. But at the same time, you know, like <laughs> I understand, I read a lot of like, um, um, trans people's tweets who were like, who were like, yo man, honestly, can you just stop talking about us? <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is like your third special. You keep bringing this shit up. Can yeah. you just leave us alone? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which is fair. Right. Which is 100% fair. You totally. Know? I think it's the idea that people aren't liking about trying to control what comedy is. Right. It's like that's where people are having an issue, right? And I'll say this too where I the one of the consistent things that I read about all these people who wrote these articles, they said that Dave Chappelle used to be their hero, mm. right? He never asked to be your fucking hero. Mm. And that's the thing. They go, well, you are a pillar of beacon of light. That's the title that you put on him, right? Mm. That's not his objective. Also, too, for you to say, like, okay, well, he's doing low-hanging fruit jokes, right? So, for example, one of the things that I read in three articles Mm. was they mentioned, oh, he decided to take a jab at the homeless, right? I was like, that's so funny because you said that he was your hero and you loved all of his previous specials. Every one of them said that. He made a joke about a homeless man jacking off in a subway, and you found that hilarious. <laughs> right, right. So why is it different now? It's different because your feelings are hurt, not because of the material itself. Dave's always kind of done low-hanging fruit, but he, it's in the way that he does it. That makes it really funny. Yeah. You know, so like that. So it's like, are we picking and choosing where our morality lies here, right? Is it only because it's offensive to me, mm-hmm. right? Are we saying that 
the the joke wasn't done masterfully, that it wasn't done with nuance? Was he just completely just bashing somebody without making a joke? And I don't think that's the case. And once again, this is probably from an biased biased opinion because I absolutely love Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. But Dave Chappelle is not far from being criticized though. He's allowed to be criticized. Of course. You can't tell people that you can't criticize Dave Chappelle. Yeah, you fucking can. Yeah. You can hate his stand up too. Mm-hmm. He's he's a stand up just like everybody else. I think that's not the issue. I think it's just like this is the conversation is like, where, what can you say in comedy or not? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of comics are having an issue now where even for me, when I go to college shows and I'm doing stand-up, I get a little scared. Yeah. I'm like, do I even want to do these college shows anymore? Right. Because I'm only supposed to make jokes that they want, to, they that will make them laugh specifically because it won't hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't allow me to work my material, you know? How do you guys feel? Let us know in the comments while we take a little break. Dave Chappelle's from Ohio, or he lives in Ohio? He's, I think he's from Ohio, and he moved back to Ohio in like a farm away from people. Right, right, right. I've, I've been, actually, my first album I ever recorded was in Fairfield, Ohio. Wait, in a studio there? Yeah. Why? <laughs> there was, this, this was, had to be like, I don't know, 08, um, no, 06, oh, something, early on, right? And there was um, uh, a, a a manager dude out there named AJ. He did a success was the name of six S was the name of his like little company, and um and there were producers out there uh, and rappers named Young Deuce as a duo, Damn. and they got such rappers have such cool names. <laughs> I don't I can't do that. Well, back when I was traffic, they hit me up and they're like. Uh, yo, we we love your work. Would you be down to just record an album? We'll fly you out here to our studio in Ohio, and I literally stayed there with Rick in in one of the dudes' houses for a fucking week, listening to beats, writing lyrics every night, and we recorded like twelve tracks of an album in, in Fairfield, Ohio. Yeah, and um, did a little play on words because you know my rap name was Traffic, so we called it Rush Hour, and also because we banged it out in a week. You know, like Rush Hour. And Rick is black. And Rick is black, and I'm Asian. Asian. Rush Hour. Rick actually sings and raps on that album. Where can I buy this album? Oh, it's on iTunes. Actually, still to this day, you can listen to it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and um, and I remember being in Ohio, and I was like, all right, what do y'all eat out here, right? And they're big on chili dogs. They have these like these chili dogs called Coney's. And it was a place called Coney's, and it's um like chili cheese hot dogs and like chili cheese fries, and that's like their shit out there. Hella good. Yeah, it was tasty. It was tasty, and also these potato chips, which are fire, called Grippos, kind of like a sweet, sweet salty situation. You know what's interesting? Like I always feel. So when somebody says to you, like, "What is American food? What is American food to you?" I mean, I think everyone just thinks hot dogs and hamburgers, right? Right. Isn't that crazy? But like hamburgers is like supposed to be German. Right. Hamburger. <laughs> Hamburg. Yeah. Germany. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I think that's what people say. Like it's from like Germany or something. Or like it was like a German-American that made it, right? Yeah. Because I don't know exactly what American food is. Like American food has, it's, it's, it's a derivation of what other people brought to this country, right? Unless we're talking about Native American food. Like, right, I mean that's that's corn. the that's the real American food, I guess, right? Because everything else is 
something that was brought here that we innovated and made it our own. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the, the Europeans came here and and, and made it their own. <laughs> exactly right. So, I mean, so I guess that makes sense of why hamburgers and I mean even hot dogs. Like when I was in Germany, they loved their fucking like uh, just big uh, wieners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like that's why when when I think of American food, I think I also think spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, because you can make the same argument that like Europeans came yeah, over it's here. An Italian American food, like for example, there's something out in the Bay Area. If you have you had cipino before? Cipino? Yeah, cipino. No, cipino is a seafood stew. It's with like tomato, uh, white wine, clam broth, fish oh, stock. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a little spicy. Sometimes they'll add like chili flakes too. I just made it the other day. That's an Italian American food. It was it was created. In the Bay Area, in San Francisco. Oh well, then you can make that argument for a lot of shit. Then, like we could call it, like fucking I don't know egg rolls American food. <laughs> I guess right, like the the Chinese American orange yeah. chicken. That's like American right, food. orange chicken for sure. Which, by the way, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that dog. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Get fired up, homie. Hey, right, let me tell you something about this real quick, man. <laughs> All you motherfuckers out there <laughs> talking about American Chinese isn't real Chinese. Food. Uh, Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That shit is delicious. It. Oh, it's so great. I don't understand now with this whole like foodie craze thing, right? Yeah. Why do we have to bash the food that we enjoyed growing up just mm. because we've eaten other types of food? Just because a motherfucker wants to read an article. <laughs> <laughs> just because you learned some shit, you want to act like it's not good anymore. Hey, best my one of my favorite <laughs> <laughs> video I've ever seen. Was when they had on BuzzFeed. Yes. You know the video yes. I'm talking about. Yes, I do 100%. I felt so fucking satisfied yes. watching that shit. If y'all don't know what he's talking about, BuzzFeed did a video where they had Chinese Americans, uh, young and old, try food <laughs> from Panda Express. And so you have these, you know, these younger Chinese kids who were like, oh, this is oh how can people eat this this is uh, this is a disgrace to my culture and then like and then the, the old ones would take a bite and be like no oh, it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh would you eat this they're like oh, of course like, yeah, it's, it's, del- is, it's delicious it's tasty yeah he goes chinese american food is different but it still tastes good there was literally even one i forget if it was i don't know what it was which item it was but the the grandma tried it and she was like oh this tastes like the one i cook yeah and my, meanwhile, cut to the cut to the the youngins, and he's like, "Ugh, uh, how could you? How would they ever call this Chinese food?" And this is what I'm saying. It's like you grew. I know for a fact, you little fucks, <laughs> you grew up eating that food. Right. You did grow up because I grew up eating like in Sacramento. I grew up a lot of people who like emigrated from like Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I had a lot of like Cantonese food, mm-hmm. like Hong Kong style cafe food, Cantonese food, and the Chinese American food was very prevalent. It was fucking delicious. Yeah. It was good. The idea that you have to say that this isn't real Chinese, real Chinese food to who? Right. Right? Because there was an adaptation of Chinese food when it came to America mm-hmm. because it, it had to adhere to the more American palate. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good, though. Mm-hmm. You cannot, let me tell you something. One of my favorite <laughs> Chinese food spots, Yang Chow's, okay. out in Chinatown, and there's also one in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Slippery shrimp. So fucking. Good. What is what is a slippery shrimp? Slippery shrimp is like a spicy orange chicken, but they do it with shrimp. Mm. Fucking fire! One of the best Chinese American foods I've ever had in my life. So fucking good. Even when I go to like legit Chinese restaurants, I will always get an order of um some walnut shrimp. 
Is that a Chinese dish or is that a uh, Americanized? I don't. I think that's a more of American. But how good is it? The candied walnuts. It's great. The deep fried shrimp. The sweet and tangy and creamy mayo sauce on yes, it. Yes, oh, bro. Get the fuck out of you! Take that's not food. Like I love it, and I always look. Whenever someone <laughs> wants to get like mad about that shit, right? Like, okay, yes, uh, there is Chinese food from Panda Express, which is. You know, yes, Americanized, fast food, fucking delicious still. Like, it's a completely different mood you're in from, like, going to, like, a traditional Chinese restaurant and getting Panda Express, just like with Taco Bell and Mexican food. Exactly. And I always tell people, I'm like, whenever whenever you like, oh, yeah, I'm, I want to get some Taco Bell, and someone's like, ugh, how can you eat Taco Bell when you live in L.A. with all that authentic Mexican food? I'm like, this is completely different, bro. It's different. Yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not fucking going to Taco Bell in the mood for some fucking, like, pozole. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to give me a fucking gordita with sour cream, my guy. <laughs> Go to Taco Bell. Uh, escúchame. <laughs> Dos tacos, por favor. Like, that's not. Uh, is there is there any uh, what am I chorizo? You got any chorizo here? Like yeah. no, fool. Like you're at a fucking Taco Bell. You have to set your expectations for what it is. Listen, I had a conversation with somebody. This is a person that you know too mm. about McDonald's mm. and the audacity. <laughs> okay, this motherfucker just starts cooking now, right? Yeah. Like hanging out with all these chefy type people, <laughs> right? And by the way, I'll I'll cook this motherfucker under a table, Ooh. right? And we're and we're talking about McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, I love me a sausage egg McMuffin. All day. Take that hash brown. Yes. Slide it in run. there. Yes. Yes. So fucking good, right? Mm-hmm. This person looked me into the windows of my fucking soul <laughs> and said, McDonald's doesn't use real eggs. <laughs> then what the fuck is inside that sandwich? Wait. I thought I thought the argument was going to be completely different. It's bad for you. It's greasy. No, no, no. They said- they don't use real food because it doesn't even have real eggs in it. And I'm like, what the fuck is it then? It's a fuck. You see the yolk, bitch. Yeah. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. But they're like, it's like you own food spots now. You've eaten all. I can't believe you still eat McDonald's. Mm. I-, I hate that. I hate that so much. And I go out of my way to fucking tell people, look, man, to, to flex a little bit. I've traveled the world. <laughs> I've eaten at the bougiest restaurants. I've literally gone everywhere. Oh, not literally, but I've I've traveled the world. I love food. I will fucking pay $300 for a tiny Wagyu steak. I will still go to McDonald's and get a fucking quarter pounder because it's delicious. Let me, let me tell you something. You tell me what's better than a chicken McNougat. <laughs> <laughs> The chicken McNougat (laughs) with a sweet and sour is one of the best combinations of food I've ever had. Dog, let me tell you what I do. I get get my McNougat (laughs) with sweet and sour and hot mustard. And I combine those sauces and it's like, oh, mwah. There's not a sink, by the way. McDonald's sweet and sour doesn't taste like any other sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific recipe. I seen with their hot mustard. It's so good. Yeah, trip it. I have yet to find any other place that makes a McNougat as good as McDonald's. Um, they've tried. They've tried. And you know what? And you know what? Here's here's what people fuck up too. It's like there's a difference between the McNougat 
and like a chicken strip, right? Yes. Because a chicken strip, yes, delicious. Chicken, fried, amazing. But there's just something about the slight processed taste of it that it's like, this is just, this is what I'm in the mood for right now. Did you watch Super Size Me? I did. I watched Super Size Me. Afterwards, I got McDonald's. Same. Made me want it so bad. Dog, I'm not even <laughs> joking right now. I swear to God, after I watched Super Size Me, I went and got a fucking quarter pounder that day. I was trying to find which McDonald's he went to because <laughs> of how amazing they made it look. I was like, yo, which McDonald's is that? I'm not going to lie. It was the, the exact moment I decided I was going to get McDonald's while watching Super Size Me was the meal he ate and he puked. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was so much. It was like a fucking double quarter pounder with cheese, oh. a whole big ass thing. He ate it and he was like, and he, he threw up right afterwards because it was the biggest caloric like uh, uh, entity, right? And he ate it and he puked afterwards. But while he was eating it, I was like, fuck, that looks so good. <laughs> the puke, not even the food. <laughs> oh, dude, breakfast, the, the, breakf- the, the fact that sh- this person just suddenly became a food snob overnight mm. blew my mind. Mm. It's like, how come two things can be true at once? Yes. That can be delicious and so can this. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking, first of all, I'm not looking at a McDonald's, uh, first of all, filet fish amazing. Yes, all day. I'm not looking for their burger to taste like Old Homestead's oh. fucking amazing, oh my God, the Old Homestead burger that we oh. had in Vegas, which is a, a New York a steak eatery mm. that's from New York that's in Vegas, inside the Caesars Palace. Poppin'. Best burger I've had in my life. Ever. Yeah. The 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 caramelized onions, the the aged cheese on top. Oh, whatever sauce that was. Oh, the 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 sauce, the 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 bun, the duck fat fries Ooh. with the rosemary, Ooh. the garlic. Oh, it's so good. Ah, amazing. But we can we can have that bougie shit. We can go we can get some duck fat fries and a fucking like whatever. It tasted like a fucking filet mignon burger, right? Mm-hmm. A steak burger and still love some mcdonald's at the end of the day it's fine man and just like those people found in that buzzfeed thing when they were talking all that mad shit mm-hmm. thinking that they were elevated as a human being because oh my god did you, is this even real chicken i think somebody <laughs> said that is, like, is this real chicken i will kick you in your belly button yes. yes it's real chicken oh by the way pan express has uh i think a few select stores because mm-hmm. they sent me some pan express i love you mm-hmm. it's because i defended them so hard i love you too they have Beyond Meat orange chicken. Really? Better than the regular orange chicken. You lying. It's so good. Really? The Beyond Beyond Meat or the uh the uh the non-meat product orange chicken, so far. Interesting. So good. And by the way, Panda Express too, if people are saying it's not Asian food, it's made originally by Panda in the restaurant. And I think the sun broke off. By who? Uh, so Panda Inn was a, a, an actual restaurant. Oh, Panda Inn. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it was made by a panda in the restaurant. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so how? <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm a panda today. <laughs> Somebody give me the sesame seeds. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like an original restaurant, like Panda Inn, and I the see. express version, I, I believe, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, is what the sun made it. Oh, I see. So it just became this huge fucking thing. Interesting. Yeah, so A, don't be knocking on it. It came from a real restaurant. You can go to the Panda Inn in Glendale. It's right next to the Lemley Theater. Like the original? Like it's, I think it's one of the original restaurants, the, the one that it was derived from. Oh, shit. And it's fire. I might just get some Panda Express after this, dog. Hey, 
it's real food. It's real food. And especially when you want to make the argument, the interesting argument that, let's say, spaghetti and meatballs is American food, is American Italian, right? That kind of changes a lot. Because then it's like, yes, a lot of food came here and kind of got invented and evolved into something, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you think of spaghetti meatballs, you're like, oh, that's Italian food. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, if so much stuff came here and just kind of had to uh, change and mold to just to be more uh, like acceptable, then it's like, oh, then, yeah. Because let's put the, because you can't have it both ways, right? So let's say, for example, somebody says, oh, what's what's some fire-ass American food? And I say, uh, orange chicken. They go, oh, that's Chinese food. Oh, that's not what you said earlier. Oh, facts. That's a good point. <laughs> you said it wasn't Chinese food, so what the fuck is it then? That is a very good point. Yeah, so you can't have it both ways, son. Hmm. Is it or is it not? It's also a part of the Chinese lexicon. You look at Hong Kong-style cafes, right? Mm. A lot of European influence. Like, they have some weird fucking food. Right. One of the things that, I like, Hong Kong people are super proud of, like, in Hong Kong cafe food, is this macaroni and cheese ham soup. The weirdest fucking shit ever. In, in Hong Kong restaurants? Yeah, Hong Kong cafes. It's okay. like, they have, like, their version of, like, European influence that changed the, the landscape of their food. Hmm. And one of it's that this macaroni and cheese ham soup. Interesting. Right? And you go to these Hong Kong style cafes, they have these Hong Kong waffles. They have all these like weird American, they have like ham and cheese sandwiches. Right. It's because they change the palate to suit what other people like. Mm-hmm. And it's happened throughout food all the time. Totally. Peruvian food, for example, right? You have Peruvian food. I love Peruvian food. You see the how much soy sauce they use? Do they? Yeah. Like if you have lomo saltado, mm. lomo saltado, soy sauce. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, I guess you're right. Their, their, their version of uh, paella is fried rice. Mm. Right? They mm-hmm. have their they have a spaghetti dish. It's like it's like a pesto. It's green. It's like a green spaghetti dish right, that they right, serve right. with their steak. Mm-hmm. So food gets changed constantly through like the landscape and what people enjoy and what they like. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's in a high immigration area, right? Like America. Right. I love orange chicken. Don't hate me. David So will die on this hill. <laughs> orange chicken all day. I've never had an issue with orange chicken. I like, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about food, too, is that, you know, um, when we come together, share ideas, mix it up a little bit. Long Beach. Long Beach. The noodle and kimchi grilled cheese sandwich. Remember that one? Oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't in Long Beach, dog. That was Long Beach because I had to walk a thousand miles. Oh, 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 oh you're right. To, to, for the um the Send Nudes Festival. Yes. yes, 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 yes. That's right. Oh, that was fucking bomb. One of the best grilled cheese sandwiches I've ever had. Yes. It had all these melty different, it's like provolone, some other stinky cheeses in there. They, I think they, I think they were using migorang noodles or something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the kimchi in it. That shit was so bomb. The best, the best grilled cheese I've ever had in my life. I just like that we can come together. I know. It's, it's it's love. Mm-hmm. The, some of the best friendships I've ever made was over food. And then you get, I mean, you know, it's like it's funny because it's like it's it's a weird line between like, oh yes, let's mix it up, let's fucking invent some new shit together. But then you get people who are like, this is disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? How are you gonna turn this into a this when it's not supposed to be a this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, if it tastes good, it tastes good. That's how I feel. One of the biggest issues that we had years ago. Remember the, the the white guy that made pho? Yes, of course. Oh, people were so fucking mad at him. Oh, he, they, they were mad because he gave his opinion on how you should eat your pho. Yeah, which by the way, a lot of Vietnamese people agreed though. I agree too. Yeah, they're like, hey, try the broth first before you go ahead and you dump all the hoi. And they're like, well, I do it that way. Yeah. But yo, lightweight, growing up, like I grew up in a heavily populated Vietnamese. I, 
the most women I've ever had sex with were Vietnamese girls. Like, oh, beautiful. I, Vietnamese culture, <laughs> I love it. People yeah. know. Đúng mẹ. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trời ơi. Uh-huh. Tại sao mày beer? That means, hey, uh, you want a beer? That's, oh. how, that's how it hit on Vietnamese girls at the bar. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people agreed. Like, yo, try the broth first because it takes a lot of time yeah. to make it. And then you could put your hoisin and your sauce to adjust. And I think they just didn't like that it came out the white. Uh, the yeah, mouth they of a were white triggered that a white dude was telling them how to eat their pho mm-hmm. when it was like, but but when when he had like studied, you know, he had like legit done his homework on on how to do the pho right. And it's like that makes complete sense if you're gonna put all this time into um, this broth and making it right. I mean, it must hurt a little bit to see everyone just covered in hoisin and sriracha. Mm-hmm. And definitely, as a little kid or growing up. You know, as soon as I got my bowl of pho, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- hoisting sriracha all up in that shit. And, it, and then one day, I think, I don't know what happened. I think I was just so hungover that I went to my regular pho spot in Cerritos, pho tasty. And I was like, I just need to taste this broth. And I tasted it and I was like, oh my God, this is so bomb without anything. Yeah. Add a little bit of lime, a little bit of bean sprouts. And, and I was good. like, oh, fire. It's so fucking good. And pho is such a long process to make, right? Because if you look at, you know, we're talking about fusion, right? Yeah. The idea that, you know, obviously the French came in and they influenced the landscape of their food too. I'm not sure if this is true, but I do believe that people said that uh, a big reason why the pho broth is there is because it's based off a, a consomme broth, a mm. very clear broth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what you do is that you actually take these bones, you take the knuckle or whatever, whatnot, and whatever protein that you're putting into this broth, typically a lot of cow bones, right? Yeah. If it's a beef broth, and then you simmer it on low, and then you skim the scum and you make this really, really clear broth. Skim that scum. Yeah, you skim that motherfucking scum, homie. <laughs> and it's, and it, and that is an influence, like the banh mi. Mm-hmm. Banh mi is French. It's a French baguette. On the baguette, yes. With pâté. Ha, ha, ha. Pico vegetables. Uh-huh. Uh, le toilette. Le toilette. <laughs> they, they basically, the, the, you know, when you get the number one special, the dak biet, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatnot, you get the, uh, the head cheese, that, that weird pink meat. Yes, yes. That's yes. head cheese. So it's French influence in the food. And you see it all, and it makes beautiful food. If you love the banh mi, it's also because of the influence. And Vietnamese people know how to make bomb-ass food. Well, hey, y'all. I am super hungry after all that food conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed Dudes Behind the Foods. Make sure you rate it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, whatever you're listening to this shit on. Um, let us know in our reviews where we should go eat and try out if we haven't talked about it. And maybe we'll try it and talk about it. Yeah, so make sure you guys go ahead and give us that five-star on it, rate it up, mm-hmm. tell a friend, mm-hmm. and we will see you all next time. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.